What is going on, team? Ten minutes late to this. Unacceptable. Having the link not shared ten minutes prior to the meeting. Unacceptable. Not having an event organized every Monday or Tuesday where I say Tuesday, this is what we're doing, although this is what we do every Tuesday for as long as I can remember. Still, unacceptable. These are called standards. Very simple fucking concept, isn't it? Standards that you must adhere by, by any means necessary. Otherwise, you suffer the consequences. Was it done? Yes or no? Did you send the link ten minutes before you were jumping on? Yes or no? Very easily for me to answer that because I'm in a transparent, real, living to my standard state where I would say no. No, I fucking did not. And what would I say around that word no? What could I say around that word no? Instead of even using the word no. Oh, I, I, I'm heartbroken. Oh, I'm mentally not the same since court. Oh, whatever. You, you could say anything. People do. Last night was possibly the most heaviest, interesting, fun, extremely difficult and painful situations, almost terrifying at some point. But I mentioned amazing. How much of last night I'll share with you and if it's any reference or importance to you or if you can learn anything, I'll decide as I go. But you guys obviously know as your coach, as the man that created the EFP as a street preacher, I have not by any means necessary lived by my standards, my values, my vision, if I even knew what they were anymore at times. So my current mentor is in Thailand, he's here. And he said, you need to come see me. We need to talk, we need to fix things. I'm here for you. I said, okay, cool. I'll come see you now. Knowing that we're both very focused on business, improving ourselves and helping others. How much trouble can we get into in where he decided to say it was the Sin City part of the island? How much trouble can you get into? So I was sitting there talking, talking about life, talking about business in the hotel room. His girlfriend's feeding me drinks, which was very dangerous with my drinking and my switch that flicks from caring to not caring when I drink that much. But I felt I was in a safe environment. I felt everything was fine. And for the most part, it was. It's not about me having a meltdown while drunk. 
So we went to a restaurant where he had another business meeting about some kind of uh, investing algorithm robot that he was very interested in and he wanted to get my kind of second opinion on what the guy was saying, aka it was full of shit. He seemed all right, seemed okay. And then we went to a place that I truly consider hell. I truly consider when you go in there, you walk out missing the soul. Having gone there many times myself before, having known people that work there for long periods of time, it takes your soul. But after being a few drinks deep, it's very easy to twist my arm. And I do like this guy and respect him. So he looked at me and said, I really appreciate it if you came with us. It's not going to be crazy. So we go into hell and the first club we walked into, I think it was a new club. I'm not too sure, but it was amazing. The security was high level. The atmosphere was great. The DJ was great. There's girls dancing on two podiums as well as many girls dancing in the crowd. And some part of me felt guilty. Some part of me felt shame because I'm supposed to be engaged. I'm supposed to be in a relationship. I'm supposed to... That was two, three weeks ago, motherfucker. And you didn't even end it. So here you are, free, free as a bird. Why the fuck should you feel bad about anything? Because you need to look at your feelings. You need to look at your emotions. You need to look at what your body's telling you. Why are you feeling guilty? Why are you feeling like you shouldn't do something? Why are you feeling like you can't, like, why do you get angry about this? And if you look long enough, not at... Let's take an example. She says this to me, so I get angry. And you could say, well, she needs to stop saying that to me, which might be fair enough. But she says this to me, which makes me angry. One, whether you love them or not, or care about them or not, why do you even care? And two, if it does bother you, there's quite a few possibilities instead of just getting angry. Hey, I would appreciate if you'd say that really bothers me. I mean, if that goes on again, then yeah, you probably get angry. Two, I know what you're saying is probably not meant to be offensive, but it offends me. It hurts me. It insults me. So I appreciate it if you didn't. Or three, just create space around what was said to you and why. And why the fuck that bothers you so much? Because when we do that, instead of telling someone to live this way and say that and do that and be this and do that, same way we don't like being most done to us, although most men these days are groomed, trained, beaten down and broken to fit into their wife's paradigm, their girl's paradigm, fuck that. Why do I feel the way that I do? Now, this isn't that I wanted to go get laid or go dance with girls. And I mean, I am also a man, so part of that was there. 
But in my mind, I'd never let go of the relationship. I've never cut ties because I didn't get the chance to. For those of you who are unfamiliar, she just jumped on a plane, bought two months time, said she'd be back. Turns out where she went and what she did, she knew well in her head there would be no third, fourth, fifth chapter because not only did she have to choose that, I would have thought you fucking did this and you want me to be okay when you come back. So I hadn't processed yet, I hadn't filtered that yet. And the reason why I share this with you is before we went to this club, I had every urge, every want, every desire to just jump on the bike and go home. To feel sorry for myself. Or to feel like I deserve to be a bad person because I'm, I'm such a fucking bad guy that she's not here, that's why she's there. Or at least that's her interpretation of it. You see, I love this girl so much, regardless of what she did, I don't want her to feel bad. I don't want to, even when I tell the story about what happened, for those of you who don't know, long story short, packed her bags. I said, why are your bags packed? She said, I'm going to Ukraine for two months to live with her mother, which I thought strange, but cool. We can get through this, blah, blah, blah. As I sat there waiting for her to get to safety, I realized that my bank cards I'd given her would be run in Greece. And I was that deluded that I was looking for bus lines, Greece to Ukraine, maybe you gotta go. Until I finally got contact with her and I said, you're not going to Ukraine. And I said, what, what do you think? And it's very difficult to process as a man. On top of that, two weeks in the future, I had a very, very serious court case where not only did I need support, I just didn't need that. If she could have just been a queen, a woman, someone who supports me, and just been patient for two more weeks, all the things she said she wasn't getting, she would have got. But also more to the point, that two weeks prior and possibly one week after the court case, I was a mess. I was in pain, so to speak. And I was thinking about this while I'm in this fucking club. And I know that she works in clubs, whether it be stripping or God knows what she's doing as she didn't have the decency to tell me. I thought, here's you mentally linked to another person, hoping that you'll be together again one day, not wanting to dance with these girls, not wanting to get numbers, not wanting to, but it's all in your face all the time, which is the environment she's in every single motherfucking night. Or not to mention, how the fuck did she even go internationally? 
when we were both struggling financially because of the drain that the court case had put on me. I mean, it's an infinite number of questions that lead to very obvious answers. Now, again, I'm not saying she's a bad person. I'm not saying she deserves bad things to happen. Not at all. Not at all. I wish her all the best. But I also know what it's like to do terrible, terrible things to people. And that karmic credit card can take years to pay off. That's not my card to pay. So I thought, okay, like this is what I'm thinking as I'm in this state. And sometimes you need to get in a different state to think a different way. I never usually drink. I never usually party like that, especially these days. I'm never usually with good friends where I felt comfortable. And he said, I brought you out here to let go, let yourself go, not just have fun, but let go of everything that you're holding inside your mind. And as much as I love her and she's my soulmate and she's the one and maybe if I'm a good boy, well, she's performing all kinds of acts of sin and God knows what. So I imagine she's not sitting there writing a best-selling novel. I thought, yeah, I'm free. I do what I want any old time. That's all. So once I had that mental shift, this isn't about wanting her back, not wanting her back, fixing the past, not fixing the. It's just it's about you, you, your life as a fucking man in that experience. And this might be from some shit that your dad said to you twenty years ago. This might be from your ex-marriage. This might be with the new bitch that you linked up with because the ex-marriage fucked you up that bad that you gravitated towards someone who would give you the same kind of abuse. This may be in your workplace where your fucking boss pays you so he can talk to you and treat you however you want. No. Because although it might not seem that bad over time or although it might seem like you're getting a little bit of your want needs filled, over time, it will break you down, it will wear you out, no matter how strong you are. No, <clears throat> go into this in more detail now. This is not something I want to talk about, it's not something I want to share, but I feel it's very important to you. So this girl gives me a number, I mean, nothing serious, just maybe I'll never message her again. But it felt good to be wanted. And even saying this now, I'm not just saying this now in this video, whether, whether I post it publicly or not, but the thought of, um, what if my girl knows I'm getting other girls' numbers and while she's stripping naked on other men, like, she might think I've crossed some kind of, you see? It's just not being engaged to a stripper. This could be your workplace relationship. This could be your day-to-day -day marriage. This could be your, your friends are around you that see you as the weakest of the pack, so they treat you as the weakest of the pack. And you justify, you put up with it. Why? Like I can spin a story 
And the amount of times I had to spin the things that she had done or did to me, to family members, to friends, to society. As I was saying, I was like, fuck, like, it's believable, but like, they gotta know that she's just treating you like shit, or dare I say, maybe she's just not even a good person. Once upon a time, I was a very destructive, dangerous, nasty man. I had no relationships, or if I did, they didn't last very long. Because that's who I was, it's not who I want to be now. And as I was dancing with my mentor and friend, not in a gay way, just dancing, like being alive. I thought this motherfucker dragged me here so I could feel like this, I could feel happy. And at that moment in time, not just with the DUP, but everything. I want to bring happiness to people's lives. Once upon a time, I used to spin that off as I'll be a drug dealer, so I'm bringing happiness to people. No. Through my words, through my coachings, through my teachings, through growing, through pain to be the best version of me that can do this, I want to add happiness to people's lives. And I looked at my relationship and I thought, here's someone that can lead you to go to a strip club in another country, or also happened, happened to us, to be honest, in this country as well, knowing that it would borderline destroy you. That's someone that wants to bring you happiness. Is that someone that cares about your happiness? Not my problem. Because if they did, they'd show up at the fucking front door or in the same area code and be like, hey, I want to give you happiness. I want to make your life better. Whether it be a friend or a relationship, a business partner. I mean, you work your ass off the best you can for an employer and they pay you money. Technically, you're, you're making your lives better. You're giving happiness to each other. The boss looks at his business and he's like, fuck, this guy's getting some shit done. I'm gonna make a stack load of money, happy. And this guy thinks, I have a family and this is my paycheck and I'm guaranteed gonna get it because I work so hard every week. Happy. So we leave the club. We leave the club and uh, I know I shouldn't have been riding. Played one too many drinks, but I also know me, I can ride. Boom, straight into a checkpoint. Now luckily, the Russian girl on the bike, she kicked off next to me, where she's screaming at the cops and abusing them and saying they don't have rights and none in this country, bitch, you don't do that, so. They looked at me, kind of just chilling there. And they're like, get the fuck out of here. I'm like, ah, cool. They could have done me no helmet on a motorcycle. They could have breath tested me and it would have been fucked. They should find out uh, sooner on. They didn't let me go. 
when you I, when you come so close to failure so close to getting hurt so close to getting burned learn from it and act accordingly I knew the roads where there was no more of that did I take them? no I went down the roads I knew there's possibly a potential that could happen again did and it was far far worse so these guys weren't chill there was no Russian bitch to take their attention anymore and he breathized me over the limit me and my infinite wisdom and my big ego I said run that shit again I was actually higher than I was in the first one a bit of conversation I'm like three more times third again highest one I said fuck and then I tried to push the whole this machine must be broken to give three different readings yeah get the fuck off the bike you're going to jail the jail's not a good place here As I sat there in the gutter, I started playing with this cat. I love cats, as you may know. And then as I walked around, this little cat followed me everywhere. So these guys had me on three charges. I had electronic cigarettes, which are legal here, but also sold in the country, the irony. I had uh, prescription medication for headaches, as I do. also sold here in this country without a prescription, the irony. And thirdly, and lastly, there's no irony here. I just drank too much. And this is the most painful, vulnerable, and for the weak of mine, did you probably get a, almost a laugh out of this? The year that I've been through from a court case where I potentially could have gone to prison and I paid upwards of a million baht, which is about 20,000 US, just to represent my freedom, not get it, just to represent, just to have a shot at the time, just to have a shot at freedom. That's what I put down. I had a Ukrainian, I mean, she would have no, absolutely no issues with me calling her a stripper, because that's what she is. I mean, that's what she left me for, if in fact almost worse. Try not to think too much about that, but I'm just sharing with you the context of the things that I've been through this year. So I flew her back into the country because she was taking a break to actually be in Ukraine with her mother last year. And within two months, the Russian war kicked up. I'd never experienced anything like that. I didn't know what would happen. I didn't know what to do. But I knew her mother was there. She loved her mother and I, in a way, saw her as a mother figure. So I stayed up for four days straight trying to find contacts, connections, 
uh, fundraising money, getting all my money together to try and find her an option out. Even though she decided to stay put, and in hindsight, it's probably the best decision. But when I had these phone numbers, these connections, these options, I sat there at the end of the four days, exhausted. And I said something like, can you not bother me right now? I'm pretty tired, like I've done what I need to do. I just need to chill out. She called me a bitch. She's your bitch. Now, she probably knows that would have triggered me. She probably knows that I would have got upset by that. In fact, I did after four days of no sleep. I didn't handle it very well. But her having standards, she does not put up with temper tantrums. She does not put up with me yelling. So she left. Not only did she leave, she went to possibly the worst corrupt insidious places of the country to be a stripper. And I supported her for two months. I held in there for two months and she eventually came back. That chapter in itself, my ego, my self-esteem, my self-respect, maybe the way I saw her, my idea of what is considered love, as we got engaged during that time too, and she still showed a vagina for money to people. really rocked my world. I don't think I'll ever be the same again. I don't think I have been the same. But nonetheless, that all that time I was sending what money I could to her mother. I was getting updates about the unpleasant situation from her mother. I was watching the stress and strain that the situation was putting on my girl. Now, whether it's fake war or fucking whatever, I'm not interested. I have first-hand information of buildings being blown up. I have first-hand sitting there talking to her fucking mother, and you can hear the bombs going off in the background. So as about mid-year, As this court case started to come into swing and I was mentally, spiritually, physically broken from that chapter of Sin City. I was just treading water. I was just doing my best to keep it together. I mean, I gave her the promise of my word that after this court case, everything would be fine and everything has pretty much been fine, except she's not here and the pain of betrayal, the pain of just being ghosted like that after two years. The pain of thinking about what she's doing there and why every day. It's almost too much for one man to handle. Good thing I'm not like most men. I did not realize how much this year had worn me down, broken me down changed me which fair to it's fair enough to say i mean maybe that's why she left who cares i mean she's gone if she cared she could have said to me how can we fix you 
How can we get you out of this place? It's too hard. So I'm pulled in with these Thai cops. I think driving is quite serious here. You go to jail for two days and it's not a good jail to be in. Then you go before the court and then you got to fork out two, three grand, something like that. You saw me playing with the cat. And he's like, what are you doing with the cat? And I love cats, man. I got three at home. It's like, oh, you must be a good man. I'm like, maybe. I don't have the cats for Instagram. I don't have the cats for first aids. So I'm like, look at all my cats. I'm a good person. I just love them. You get a number of options here. How much you want to be charged for the crime you committed. You don't get to choose how much you pay, but the sooner you do it, the better. Leave it at that. So I was made an offer that I couldn't refuse because any other offer outside of that resulted in two days prison. I had no loudmouth Russian to distract me. Or the police, I should say. And then he asked me about where are you going? What are you doing? What's your home life like? Now this was almost force of habit because this is what I'd said for so long. I have a Ukrainian wife at home, going home to see her. And then we started talking about the war. And then we started talking about uh, my financial situation, what she does for work. Like, not only a cop, my dad, anyone. It was humiliating and painful to say, yeah, she's a stripper. Not an ex stripper, she'll strip at any time I piss her off. But I told him the truth. I told him about how I'd been supporting her mother and how it's worn me out physically and mentally. And this is the truth. I'm not, I don't know if I'm proud to say this, but I'm definitely not ashamed. I fucking burst into tears. Not because I had fear of jail or consequence, but no man had actually had that conversation with me. And genuinely cared. I mean, this guy was senior. He'd seen some shit. And you can read people pretty well. He's like, man, this dude's in pain. He's like, you okay? I'm like, no, man. I'm not okay. I neglected to mention that she left me to be a stripper in Greece. Like the man that would have supported her, the man that would have supported her mother, everything that I said was accurate. But on top of not being supported myself when I needed someone the most, even though I made it through that chapter, if you know my videos, he was like, bro, don't worry about it. Don't worry about the fine, don't worry about going to jail. 
Like we understand. And maybe be a little more respectful next time. <laughs> and I don't think I've been grateful as much as that too many times in my life. Not because my intention was to get off or I didn't deserve punishment, not at all. But for this man to genuinely see and listen to the bullshit that I've been through and see the pain that was literally forcing me with tears just pouring out of my eyes and couldn't get out of sentence. I didn't get that support from my girl. I didn't get that support from some of the people closest to me, which is why I disassociated from most of them. But there'll be people in your life that understand. There'll be people in your life that care. If you work with me, if you are a part of this community, I do care. But my gift to you isn't just letting you off the hook for your crimes or your sins or your things that deserve consequences. Not at all. I can't do that. My gift to you is just to say, okay, this is where I'm at as a man. This is what I've done. This is what I'm willing to take responsibility for. And not in an excuse way, but an understanding way about your behaviors, your beliefs, your actions that have led you to said point, whether it be good or bad, you accept, accept them and you acknowledge them. It's not about blaming your ex, it's not about blaming yourself, it's really not about blaming anyone, but just looking at their behavior. Okay, if someone treated me like this for 12 months, it's no surprise that I'm like this. And if I'm like this, and they're now removed from the situation, instead of blaming them for why I'm like this, how do I want to feel? Who do I want to be? Where do I want to go? Because I was trapped in guilt, I was trapped in shame, I was trapped in, I hadn't done enough for someone to give me the decency to just say, hey, this is the country that I'm going to. Hey, I know you despise what I do for work, but this is what I'm doing. Maybe it'll help you like never want to see me again. Maybe the dozens and dozens of conversations when I spoke to people online, in person, on the phone about the war and is there anything I can do? Is there anything that you need? Are you okay? They just look at the situation as a whole. Oh, that sounds terrible. It looks terrible on the news. Well, I'm not talking about the situation. I'm talking about me, her mother and her. Because the only things you can affect in this life are the personal connections that you have, are the one-on-one -on -one interactions that you have. And more importantly, how you feel, how you think, and what you do from that point.
Going back to why my mentor fucking dragged me out, although it was one of the craziest, also kind of fun nights of my life, and enlightening. Sat on the beach for a little bit and I watched the sunrise before I rode home and this hadn't happened in the summertime. So the monk needed a ride, so I pull over. I'm like, you need a ride? He's like, no, I just I want to bless you. Thing. He's like, ah, cool. Alright. See ya. Good morning. Now, nothing has any meaning except the meaning you give to it, but that was very symbolic to me where all the thoughts, all the feelings, good and bad, the tears, the laughter, the fear, the excitement, fun, a lot of living done in one night. And it kind of pushed me to this point where What's done is done. Can't change the past, neither can you. And the future shouldn't be predicted or thought about or influenced from what happened in that past. I.e., oh, if I be a good boy, she'll come back. If you want to be a good boy, by all means do it. Why don't you figure out what the fuck you want, who you want to be? Because that's what she did before she danced. And more importantly, I mean, this is probably an average night for someone getting that drunk and getting in trouble. Like, that's an average night. How long do you want to keep doing that? Imagine you don't get the chance that I got. And more to the point, there is so much destruction and pain and negativity and war and famine and pestilence going on in society. Even if someone you know is involved in it, be very cautious about how much of yourself and your resources you commit to trying to fix that problem, trying to help that person. Because at the end of the day, if you destroy yourself, wear yourself out, break yourself down for the wrong reasons, the wrong persons, the wrong life that you chose, not many people get a second chance to build themselves back up again. Not many people get a second chance to be a philosopher and someone that thinks and someone that articulates things very well. I'm able to process that crazy night very fast and here's some lessons. But also as I see what is closer to the truth, what is closer to who I am and what I want. Whether I had a million dollars or I had no dollars, whether I had all the time in the world or no time, whether I was a jack demigod or wasting away. What I realized is that I'd lost control of the decisions of my life, my vision what I wanted, who I was. 
And parts of it I'd given to someone who would drag me into the depths of hell and leave me there if they felt like it, which they kind of did. Who are you working for? Who are you loving? Who are you sharing with? Who's in your corner when you need help? Because I fucking found that out pretty quickly. When you're about to lose everything, you find that very fucking quickly. Who cares about you? So I suggest you find that out as fast as possible and more to the point. Do it before you need to find out. And also, lastly, touching on that, like I said, my goal and my mission now, although speaking the brutal truth, I still want people to essentially be happy. That's the gift that I want to give people, not just the truth, but happiness from the advice that I give. Because last night, as I felt happy for the first time in God knows how long, I said, fuck, what if I could give this to people? I know I've given it to people. Not by being a stripper or a drug dealer or whatever, but by standing by my values and my morals and doing what I truly believe is right. And that may not be cool, that may not be sexy, that may not make you uh, be liked by everyone. That's fucking fine by me. I'm the one that gets to feel good about it and in return the people that receive the fruits of my labor are the ones that get to be happy about it and when you find yourself in situations where you potentially could be in a lot of trouble or it could have gone a lot worse I don't know whether it's God or the universe or people can just read each other like you find those things start to happen to you less and less Endless. Dan Fitz, the street preacher. Hope these words have served you well. That was not an easy story for me to tell. That was not a motivational videos not a sales pitch it's just me telling you about one night in my life and that's all it takes i made the decision to go out and i made the decision to go farther than i usually do which i mean for some of the obvious reasons what happened that night i don't do but by letting go of what i was trying to hold on to by wanting to run back to my comfort zone and just being miserable at home alone. I probably did more growth healing. More in one night than I've done all year, if I have done any all year. So I'd love to hear your stories, your trials and tribulations, what's going on with you, good and bad. Hopefully I can help you. But more to the point, I made this because I understand, although it's slightly different for me because thousands of people see this, it's good to get it off your chest. It's good to share about it. The reason why I broke down in front of that cop, I'm not afraid of cops or jail. 
I don't want either of them. The pain I'd been pushing aside, hiding away, not dealing with, for one or many reasons. Once another strong, confident, in control man started asking me questions about certain things the same way I do with this place. Boom, waterworks. I usually don't cry ever. If I kind of have to try, like, boom. Afterwards, I sat there at the beach with the sun rising and I felt fucking amazing. I felt though, although it was still painful to have her memory in my mind, it's now just that. As I saw another girl enjoying the sunrise, who clearly hadn't been clubbing all night, which was something I'm looking for now. And I said, hey, as I walked past and she smiled and said, hey, I thought, oh, maybe there's people out there that don't get naked for money that you could fall in love with. And whether she watches this or not, I mean, I truly have no idea, but I'm not trying to insult you, babe. I'm not trying to insult people that do that. You're free to do what you wish. But if me saying the simple fact upsets you, like I said at the start of this video, instead of thinking about what I'm saying, thinking about why does that affect you? Because you might say, oh, hearing that from someone I love or hearing that from someone who's supposed to be my man, like, hurts. Well, it shouldn't hurt now. As I rode back home with the sun coming up and music in the headphones, I felt like I hadn't felt in years. Nothing to do with her or anything really. I'd just overcome a psychological barrier. I'd leveled up, I'd healed, I'd changed. And this is the change that I want to bring to people through my teachings. This is how it speeds the process up. I expose you to that pain whether you want to or not. But me being me, it's very difficult for me to go through that process. So I have to be in extremes like that to be able to go through it. So that's me, Dan Fed Street Preacher, signing out. Very different video today, but hey. That is just what it is. I felt like I needed to share that. Now it's said. We'll see you on the next one. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to comment. Don't forget to... If this video reached your soul, if this video changed you, if this video made you see or hear something you never heard before, don't keep it to yourself. Give it to at least one or two people that you know that you need to hear this. Because if I had heard this, 
six mm-hmm. months ago. It would have saved me a lot of pain, a lot of problems, a lot of heartache, a lot of unnecessary suffering. So it's a pretty good gift that you can give to someone. Mm. 